This is the 7 Figure Agency Podcast. Discover the strategies and techniques to grow a highly successful and profitable digital marketing agency with your host, Josh Nelson. All right. Hello and welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the 7 Figure Agency Podcast. Uh, this is part of our agency success series where we're interviewing highly successful digital marketing agencies from across the country. Uh, and today I'm super pumped to have uh, one of our long-term members, uh, David Kozlerik and Eric Schaefer from Agency Elevation. Guys, thanks so much for being with us today. Thanks for having us, Josh. We really appreciate it. So these guys run one of the top white label agencies in the country, right? And really have grown it to multiple seven figures over the last couple of years. So I thought it would be great to have them on, kind of pick their brain on their growth, on what's working, on kind of what's working for the, the services they provide to their clients. Um, so give me a one in the comments here or a like if you're watching this and you're excited to hear what these guys had to say, kind of take some great takeaways. Um, so before we start, David and, and Eric, if you could just introduce yourselves and kind of what your agency is all about and what you guys do. Yeah, sure. So I'm Eric. Uh, I'm David's partner. So we white labels, Josh mentioned, we provide white label SEO, Google ads, Facebook ads, and now TikTok ads as of this year. Um, we are some unique things about us. We're entirely US based. So that's somewhat of a rarity in the white label world. All of our full time employees are in the United States. Um, we're, about, we're doing multiple seven figures a year right now. We've been fortunate to grow a lot in recent years. Um, I oversee the ad side of the company. So my background is very deeply in ads. Uh, so prior to this, I used to work for a very large agency and I oversaw ads, you know, Google ads, Facebook ads, et cetera. David had the same story on the SEO side and we met up and uh, partnered and it's been history ever since. Awesome. Yeah. David, so I'll, let you, I'll let you give a little introduction as well. Sure. Um, I'm sure some of the group know me already. For those that don't, my name is David. Um, my background is heavily rooted in SEO. I've been doing SEO for, I don't know, 16, 17 years now, maybe a little bit longer. Um, it's all I've known for most of my you know, life working in a career. Um, I've worked for different companies, a lot of agencies where I was the director of SEO or director of marketing. Um, a lot of those agencies got acquired and that just kind of led us here um, over time. I met Eric actually at one of the agencies we worked at many, many years ago, and we kind of formed a friendship. And then as things kind of progress with the white label, um, the fact that I'm rooted in SEO and he's rooted in paid ads, the, the partnership was just kind of natural. There was no, uh, no hard work or heavy lifting there. It just made sense. And it gives us best, re uh, best results for our clients, given that um, we're kind of siloed in that, you know, I oversee things that I'm an expert in. He's an expert in those things. And that's kind of where, uh, where we shine. Yeah. I love it when there's a good synergy in a, in a partnership like this, where it's like, David, you're bringing a unique set of skills. Eric's bringing his unique set of skills, and it just blends to make a great, uh, a great match. Um, and where there's synergy, um, one of the things I like that you guys do is like you do the SEO stuff, but you also do Facebook ads, and you can also implement Facebook ads for your your agency clients to to kind of land land appointments and things. Um, just talk, talk to me a little bit about the suite of services and how you roll that out. For, for the clients that you do work with. Yeah, sure. So I'll start on the uh, on the ad side. So Google ads and Facebook ads and now TikTok ads, um, different ways, of course, similar in other ways. So, you know, similarities from a service standpoint and how we're helping agencies is we, I always say we handle everything within the ad platforms. 
So when you sign up an account or you have an existing account, we do everything within those walls. So anything that occurs in Google ads, Facebook ads, or TikTok ads, we own. So everything from like account setup, campaign setup, ad group setup, ads, you know, conversion tracking tags, um, audience creation, and then even outside of the ad platforms, we're making sure that our agency partners are able to, you know, that they have good landing pages. So we don't just let's say, you know, send us a landing page to run paid ads. Do we make sure it's conversion optimized? We don't charge for that. These are just things we chip in and provide, uh, making sure that the tracking tags are placed properly. Um, you know, and one thing we'll go through here today is there's really, we're a very deeply integrated partner. So I always say too, it's not just a cold transactional white label approach where we just do the work, you know, we create the ads and that's it. Um, our partners have unabated access to, I mean, truly unabated, like oftentimes at night, weekends and Slack to us on a daily basis. So, you know, David and I are in there, our leadership team's in there, all of our specialists are in there. And so um, it's really hands-on, you know, anything, and just all kinds of questions that come up are there to handle. But the root of the service from an ad standpoint is the full setup for new clients. Usually, I mean, often same business day, if we receive the details in the morning, uh, at most a business day or two, we're able to go live with ads. And then we provide optimizations every week of the year. So 52 weeks out of the year, our team is in the ad accounts uh, improving results. So it's, you know, it's, it's a pretty comprehensive service and uh, you know, SEO works similarly, but I'll hand to David to elaborate on that. Yeah. So much like, you know, what Eric said, we up with SEO, we're pretty much full service on our base package. Um, something that we've done recently in the last, I don't know, six, 12 months is we're allowing custom packages now. So what we found is that we do work with quite a few seven figure, multiple seven figure agencies, a lot of them on the Inc 5000 list. And they come to us and they're like, look, your, your base package is too rigid. Um, we need a custom package or we only need X, Y, we don't need Z or we need B and D not C, you know, whatever it may be. And so that's something we're doing now. And we're a lot, what it does is allows us to integrate on a deeper level because we're fulfilling parts and pieces that their team in-house or maybe they're working with other contractors just can't fulfill. And as Eric said, I think one of the big things that's a big dif differentiator is how deep we integrate through Slack. Um, I, I can't tell you how many conversations we have on a daily basis between me, our SEO managers and helping campaign struggles. Like so many agencies struggle, like why is this guy not getting results? And we're able to give them that kind of uh, consultative approach. And it's not just, hey, we're fulfilling services. Yes, here's your directories or your citations or whatever that what it is that you want. We're actually able to look at a campaign and say, hey, man, you guys need a new website. Um, you need this. Um, this is bad. There's toxic links from the other provider, you know, whatever it may be. Um, that consultative approach has been a big differentiator for all of our services across the board. Love it. So it's, it's kind of like you'll step in for that agency. You'll be their white label provider for the SEO, for the paid ads, regardless of which channel that is. Um, I'm just curious, like, kind of, what caused you guys to go down the white label path versus the direct path? I think it's always a, a question that the audience likes to know about. Yeah, sure. So, just uh, we didn't seek it out. It was just one of those things where our, our, you know, as we alluded to earlier, our backgrounds working within agencies led us to knowing a lot of agencies and had some friends that had agencies, and so it just we, you know, we had direct clients years ago as well, but. It was one of those things where we just started to find for whatever reason that agencies started to approach us if it was just random or, you know, or something more. But, you know, once we started to get more than a few, we thought to ourselves, maybe we have something here. And then, of course, you know, our background in agencies, we understood the struggles they had. We understood what they were trying to accomplish. And so 
it was a really natural fit for us to be able to to go down this road. So, you know, there's pros and cons. Um, we're, we're at times jealous of, you know, of our clients who work direct, you know, an irony with us too, is we're, we're, of course, strong advocates in the white label model, but we're not able to implement that ourselves. So all of the things we tell our agencies, you know, the downfalls, having in-house employees, the struggles with that, uh, we, we can't do that, but we're fortunate we have a great team and we can, you know, we can get to that later on here, but um, yeah, so it's been good. I think it was just one of those things that uh, came to be and it's been great. Yeah, I think you, you know, to, to go white label, you have to be world class at the delivery, obviously, and you have to have a passion for what you're, what you're selling. And, and some of us are more passionate about, you know, going to business selling others. You guys are just world-class experts at, at the ads and at the, at the SEO stuff. So it's natural to say, we want to be the best of the best and kind of solve that problem for the agencies we, we work with. Um, talk to me a little bit about like, how do you, you know, obviously you've got a large volume, you've got a ton of agencies that are sending you to their clients. Um, how do you keep up the volume and still maintain super high standards? Cause I hear nothing but good things from the partners that, that we refer you guys to and, you know, people that have been with you guys for a long time. Well, I, th I think part of that is <clears throat> Eric alluded to earlier, just our great team, right? Like we've been fortunate to make great hires. Um, one of the things that differentiates us is the USA based approach. Um, nothing wrong, obviously with overseas talent, but not at all. Um, I actually know some SEO guys overseas that are amazing, you know, but the biggest thing that we get from that is the quality, right? So, Everybody works in the same time zone, the English, the, the content, the, the communications, everything is just a step above. So we're able to kind of deliver um, a little bit higher grade service, if you will, to our clients because of that. And a, a big piece of it is, you know, hiring, making sure you have SOPs and processes in place. Um, you know, one thing that I struggled with on the SEO side years ago when we were getting started in this and, you know, as we're starting to grow and scale is, you know, I did have a few clients. Um, where I botched things because I, I overcommitted, right? I was, I was too, um, I had too much on my plate and I, I never want to say no to people. And so part of us, you know, scaling this to keep delivering results at a high level, we had to make sure we had a team in place um, and you have to hire early, you know, especially in our business, we could get an agency tomorrow that has 50 accounts. We have to be able to onboard those. So we have to have people kind of sitting around um, twiddling thumbs, waiting for, you know, work to come in, things like that. Otherwise we can't scale properly. Um, so I think, you know, a world-class team with processes and standards in place is what is allowing us to keep scaling and grow. Um, and then each, each level kind of brings new challenges. Yeah, no doubt. I think something there that you guys should all take note of is to kind of think about hiring in advance, right? You know, you should be able to project that a little bit and say, as your agency grows, you're going to maybe need these key roles in the company and start recruiting for that because you don't just snap a finger and have that employee. The worst place to be is to be hiring you know, after you need that person, because then you're desperate and then you're like kind of jumping too, too quickly to put someone in place that might, might not be a fit. Um, and just kind of this, this concept of having a, a bench, right? Like what you said, hire these people, train them up so that when that business does come in, they can just step right in and you can, you can execute flawlessly. I think that's a really smart move on you guys' end. Yeah, thank so, you. Go ahead. I was just going to say um, a quick example of that is too. I think one thing that we see is agency owners that are trying to do everything themselves. Um, like you said, you know, hiring early is key. You know, just one quick example. We had a client several years ago, still with us now. Um, they had about 18 or 20 Facebook ad accounts and they're in the medical space. And the owner was doing everything himself, like just him trying to sell, fulfill everything. 
Um, they partnered with us and they ended up adding Google ads and SEO simply because we offered those services and we kept telling them, dude, you got to offer these. And now, you know, he's a multi seven figure agency, um, you know, has 80 Facebook ad accounts, 50 SEO accounts and, you know, 20 or 30 Google ads accounts. Um, and, and that's because they finally let go of the reins, let us take control of fulfillment. And they focus on selling whether you use us or not. Just, I think the biggest thing I can say is, you know, stop trying to do everything yourself, get somebody to help you so you can focus on the business and not in it so much. Very good. Yeah. Great stuff. So I, I'd love to, I'd love to kind of shift directions here. We kind of learned about you guys and what you guys do. Um, you know, like what are you finding are the services that have the biggest impact for the clients that you serve? Um, you know, like, is it SEO? Is it pay-per-click? Is it combination? Or is there any like new ninja service that you guys are doing for your clients that, you know, just provide tangible, measurable results uh, for the people that they work with? Yeah, it's tricky. I mean, it's so all we believe in all of the services we offer. And that's why we, we have four now with TikTok and not 10, you know, because we get asked for a lot of other things. We get asked for LinkedIn, we get asked for websites, we get asked for, uh, you know, programmatic, a ton of other things. So um, we believe in what we offer. And I think that they all have their place. You know, a lot of it depends on the client and what they're seeking. Um, you know, for example, like say it's an agency who has a client who I'm just making up an example, say they have a successful dentist who's a client and the dentist is already, they already have a good business, like even potentially devoid of marketing. Right. And they're just looking for some ways to kind of get their name out a little bit more, or just to ramp up some lead volume. They may not be getting organically. Then you obviously look at something like Facebook ads, right. Where you can ramp up the lead volume, potentially lower quality than something like Google, but you can really start to get more more leads in the door, give them an opportunity to start to work on their nurture process. So, um, you know, it just depends. I would say if it's a, if it's a client who doesn't have, you know, I, we always say our background, you know, the Google side specifically is where we usually go to, which I know is, is different than where a lot of agencies start today. It seems to be Facebook gets pushed more in a lot of the groups and things. But if you like, if you think of opportunity cost too, if you're spending money on something like Facebook ads or TikTok ads, and you're not spending, this is the client of the agency and you have no presence on Google, you're basically foregoing the ability for either your organic and or your ad listing on Google to show when someone is literally searching for what you do. Yeah. So you can't get a more bottom funnel, high quality lead really on earth than somebody who's searching Google for exactly what it is you do. So it doesn't mean you don't do Facebook ads, but it just means that you, you really, in my opinion, you really have to make sure that you have a presence foundationally on Google before you consider doing anything else. So that, that would be my recommendation. That's not always followed. And obviously we support any model, but we do advise to that effect. Uh, you know, a big benefit of SEO, as everyone knows, is there's no ad spend. So, you know, if you think of yourself as an agency owner and you're trying to, you know, you, you're running a business, you're trying to make more money. When you run paid ads, you're instantly losing money to the ad platform. And I don't, you know, Google and Facebook don't need any more money, right? But <laughs> you're giving them some of the money. So some of what your client's paying is not going to you. So, you know, that's inevitable and you would want that to be the case. You want to run ads, but it's just a matter of, you know, just kind of assessing all of this. And I think to, to my earlier point, not spreading too thin, like omnipresence, you know, that term, it's great, right? Like that's again, why we offer four services, but unless the client has a good budget, then they, should they be spread all over everything? Right. I mean, make sure you're kind of hammering one or two things first and then start to diversify and branch out. So, um, David, anything to add there? No, just the benefit, you know, like um, 
we do a lot of SEO for our agency partners. They end up coming to us saying, Hey, like I want my agency site ranked for, you know, whatever dentist marketing, orthodontist marketing. And, you know, we're able to get them ranked usually within six to 12 months on the page one. And, and it's funny because they, they're always complaining along the way until they start ranking on page one. And then they're like, wow, I just got four appointments in a week from organic leads. And these guys closed right away. And they're like, oh my God, this is amazing. Um, so that too, you know, like the biggest thing I see is all these agency owners not investing in their own websites, um, invest in your own marketing. Also, I can't tell you how powerful it is during a sales call to be able to look and say, well, where'd you find us? And you say, oh yeah, we're on the page one for whatever plumber marketing or whatever it is. And it's easy to sell the results because you're practicing what you preach versus how many times I've had these sales calls years and years ago too, where, well, I, I search, I don't see you guys. So if you can't rank yourselves, how can you rank me? That sort of thing. Um, so I believe we should practice what you preach and absolutely SEO Google ads is top, you know, top of the choice for um, venues and channels to be marketing in, in my opinion. I love it. Yeah. So, I mean, exactly what I believe, right? I mean, you want to have a diversified approach leading with what's going to have the biggest impact and the lowest cost, right? Great website, built to convert, coming up organically, coming up on the Google map. And then you layer that with retargeting, you layer that with paid search, you layer that with Facebook ads, TikTok ads. Um, and you can really have a tangible, measurable result for the clients that you serve. And so I'm glad, I'm glad you said that. And, um, you know, just talking about eating your own dog food and, and like really yes, we want to sell marketing services, but we also need to do marketing services for our own agencies to attract clients. Um, and one thing I, I like about you guys is I was recently searching for white label Facebook ads. Um, I saw you guys were like either the number one or the number two organically for that. So you guys are definitely eating your own dog food and um, kind of, and that's not an easy term to show up for because there's lots of agencies trying to optimize for those terms. So you guys are doing good, uh, good eating of your own, uh, own, own secret sauce. Thank you. We appreciate that. Yeah, we the SEO, we put a lot in. I mean, I'm not going to lie. We, we do spend a lot of money each month on our own SEO. We also have our own Google ads. And um, those two things feed us a ton of leads um, on autopilot. You know, I mean, it just since we've started this call, we've had one lead already come in by email, you know, not nice. lifting a finger. And that's that's due to, like you said, uh, we have a heavily optimized website. We put a lot of money into our website, um, but we practice what we preach. And we truly believe that if you know, as an agency owner, if you do the same thing, you'll definitely get leads from it long-term. Yeah. So something I'd like to pick your brain on, something that you just said there is, you know, agency, let's say you're in a niche, right? And I'm a big fan of you're going to choose a niche and position yourself as the expert in that niche. Um, a lot of times they just want to run Facebook ads or they just want to like, like things like we suggest join the, the, join the association and get involved in that association. Um, but they don't do their own SEO. They don't run their own Google ads because they figure, you know, how many dentists are looking for marketing? How many plumbing companies or however many people in their niche are actually searching? Um, and since you've rolled this out for some agencies, what are you seeing? Like, is there opportunity to be had for that niche agency to make sure they're pinned in the number one spot and coming up for the, the, the important terms, even in like a, a niche that you wouldn't think there's a lot of search volume for? Yeah. So there are some, there are a few niches out there that, you know, are kind of obscure and don't get a ton of search volume, but you know, we always perform keyword research, right. To make sure that it's viable, like before you start a, you know, a, a national SEO campaign. But what I would recommend is even if it's an obscure niche, that doesn't have a ton of search volume. There are still people searching it. Right. So you, instead of getting, you know, 30 or 40 leads a month, you might only get four or five or whatever it may be, but it's still worth dominating to be there. 
And absolutely, that's a factor, you know, like a lot of people go into dentists, right? You know, dentals just or chiropractic, you know, those are two niches that are com super competitive. Um, can you rank there? Yeah, you can. It's just going to take time. But I absolutely think that they should. I think the biggest struggle is a lot of them either don't know how if they're a, you know, one man, you know, newer agency only has a handful of clients, or they struggle with, well, we don't have the budget or where am I going to put the budget? So Facebook ads is more appealing because for the thousand dollars in ad spend, they're going to get a lot of leads, even if they're lower quality. Um, but that makes them feel, you know, good because it's like, oh, I'm getting leads in. Whereas with SEO, you could be doing SEO for three, four months, not get a lead until you're ranking, and it's hard to see that value. Um, yeah, I don't know if that it's like a nothing or all game, right? It's like you're either you're not in the top three, you're getting nothing, or you do shoot to the top three. Now you you're like you're in the flow of search and and starting to get that inbound opportunity. Yeah. yeah going to just add the more obscure niches while there may be lower search volume they're also easier to rank for right so that's a big pro of them um but yeah so you know it definitely makes sense to do uh and you know again i mentioned that like, i kind of alluded to this earlier but like say you're a chiropractor and you need marketing what do you and you're looking for it what are you probably going to do you're probably going to go to google and type in chiropractor marketing like just like you would if you were looking for anything on earth, you're probably going to Google or, if, you know, if it's e-commerce related, you're probably going to Amazon. So I think sometimes people just overthink this stuff, you know, like if you're a dentist and you, you don't need a million terms, right? It's going to be like the yeah, head like term plus marketing, internet marketing, SEO, Facebook ads, right? Yeah. Like you need window replacement. Like, you know, you go to Google window replacement near me. Like, it's just, you know, that that's what people do. That's how people behave. Right. So, um, you know, there's a, it, it makes all the sense in the world to at least, and even with SEO, and this is, I don't want to turn this all about SEO. We actually do a ton of ad. I mean, Facebook, I think is our technically our biggest service as we spend all this time on Google. But, um, you know, I just want to say too, like even with SEO though, you can, if you don't have the budget for something like ongoing link building or content development, even if you just take the time, like David mentioned with your website, like go through and make sure your title tags are optimized. You at least, I mean, you can write content for your own agency. I mean, you should, right. You should know about your own agency and the niche you're in. You write the content, right. Get at least a thousand words, you know, some level of content on the, you know, key pages. You can do that kind of thing. And that will help you right off the bat. Even if you're not ongoing doing SEO, you don't have the budget for it. Like there's at least foundational things you can do that will set you up for success. And you should start to naturally rank higher over time, just doing those things, even, especially, if it's a, you know, a niche that isn't as competitive. So. I love it. Yeah. So it sounds like, you know, fun, fun, fundamentally you guys would agree. If you've got a niche agency, you want a niche website that's optimized for the obvious terms, you know, going after Google maps, going after organic national search, uh, you want to have retargeting in place so that anyone that gets there is going to see your ads and kind of be brought back in. Um, how much success are you guys seeing? I'm not sure if you actually do do this for, for agencies, but like running the ads for them to target that niche and get people to schedule in or to request a, you know, some information. Yeah, we do a lot of this. So like my initial answer, Josh, to your first question was client focused. David went to the agency side, obviously two sides to this, but yeah, to dive in on the agency side more, you know, we talked about SEO, obviously optimizing the website and doing some things, building high quality backlinks to, you know, to have those terms rise over time, paid search, pretty similar, identifying the keywords that people are searching and then running the ads um, on the Facebook side. So it's a lot of you know, the thing with Facebook is, you know, like open targeting or open audience is a lot more merit than it's ever had before. A lot of times people are just wondering, like, you know, how will I ensure my ads are seen by a dentist on Facebook, with all the people on Facebook, Facebook's algorithm every algorithm really for Google too, 
is getting increasingly better over time to the point where if you just create ads that speak to Dennis, Facebook will probably be able to put them in front of Dennis, especially over time as data accrues. Um, but it's also helpful too to do things like, you know, if the agency can get a list of, you know, dentists in the United States, we can run ads to the list. Um, sometimes a 1% lookalike audience off of that list can be okay. Um, also too, if you're fortunate enough to be in a niche where there's job title targeting as an option that is specific to your niche, that's great with Facebook ads. So, um, you know, there's a strategy in all of these places. And David made a good point earlier too, about Facebook, like why it is appealing, especially if the budget's smaller, because he's right. I mean, you're, you're, you can absolutely get more for your money. If, if we're talking like you can only spend 500 a month or something, you're a newer agency, you're definitely going to get more bang for your buck because if you just focus on SEO, it could be years before you're starting to get leads and most don't have the time or interest to wait that long. And I understand. So, um, yeah. So kind of going back to that blended approach, right? You know, like if you can do some Facebook ads and Google ads combined with SEO blended, you get some leads out of the gates potentially from the, from the paid search. And over time, the long tail of like actually showing up organically for a lot of the, the money terms um, is going to produce a, a pretty great result. Yeah. And one thing I want to add to, we work with a lot of general agencies too. So that aren't in a niche, like really, you know, multi-million dollar, usually the bigger agencies are more general. They don't, they don't zero in. Um, and for them, like SEO and paid ads is like on Google is harder because, you know, what, what is your, like, if you're running what paid you ads, against your, right. yeah, like PPC agency, is that your keyword? I mean, the big players do that and it works for them, but it's still difficult uh, so we actually see Facebook ads, if you're a general agency, being a lot more viable because if you're a general agency, you're more, you know, you're general, you're just trying to have more broad appeal to people. And you're also too with, you know, the creative options within Facebook, videos and images and such, you're better able to tell your story and stand out. And, uh, you know, whereas you're not going to be able to be as focused on Google. So it just depends too on the type of agency you are. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. So, and I love the fact that you guys help agencies do the marketing for themselves, right? Because not all agencies have the time or the team to do their own SEO, to do their own Google ads, to do their own Facebook ads. Um, and it's great that you do that. Um, you know, looking at the, the, the services that, you know, you help deliver for agencies that don't want to manage it themselves and don't have the team, are you usually coming in and saying, look, here's the approach we suggest you sell? Or is it usually them coming in and saying, hey, I need to run Facebook ads for this you know, tree care service, can you set that up? And then, then you charge them a monthly fee. What is it like one, the other, maybe like a blend of both? It's a blend. I mean, there's definitely, like, you know, I, I don't know if this is mentioned yet, but we only work with agencies who have at least five clients, like on the very low end. So most agencies we work with are somewhat established, like they're coming in and they have processes and they're seeing success and we're coming in and just trying to help amplify that. Um, regardless of whether or not they have 600 accounts with us or five though, like David said before, there's a, a large consultative component to what we do. So we're not yes men or yes women, you know, we're not like, you know, if we see something we think the agency could be doing better, um, even if our opinion isn't asked, we're, you know, respectfully speaking up and just making sure that we're giving them what we think will set them up for, you know, for success. But, um, you know, I want to mention too, from a sales standpoint for the, for agency partners, not only are we helping get them ranked if they're interested in our assistance with that or running Facebook ads or TikTok ads. But we do a lot else too. Like, you know, anytime they get a client, we get a client, right? So it's a, you know, we, we're fully invested into their growth. Like we do provide free audits. Like, you know, our SEO team can do an SEO audit. These are, these are clients the agency isn't even paying us for yet. And if they let us know and they say, hey, I have this client, you know, that I'd be interested in presenting SEO to, can you guys take a look? We, we provide completely free 
uh, SEO audits for them, like really good video audits that just, you know, will tear apart the prospect's website, like leaving them no choice but to sign up for SEO. Um, we'll do the same. Doing some of that sales support for them. Like, hey, look, exactly. you're a client now. We're going to help you land some of these deals that you have in play potentially because we become your yeah. behind the scenes team. Yeah, we, you know, audits on the paid side too. Um, we will provide, you know, budget suggestions. We provide, we went into this a little bit on this call, but like even strategic insight, right? So the agency may say to us, they're interested in Facebook and Google. Here's their budget. Here's their market. What would you advise? We'll, you know, hand that to them. Um, so, you know, there, there's really no ends to what we do to try to help agencies, even though we're white label too, we've even at times gotten onto calls with agencies and, you know, and this is no lie we're we were working for them. We brand ourselves as part of their agency, which we are, we very much are. So, um, you know, we've done it all and we do it all to really try to help make sure that our agencies not only grow, but also retain through the quality that we put into the services we provide. I love it. And, and one of the things you have five clients, you, they probably have some, some, at least five clients they are pretty well established. Um, are, are your, your agency members able to leverage some of your case studies that you have, like results that you've gotten with TikTok or results that you've gotten with Facebook to, to show like proof? Cause it's your team to help fulfill that. Do you, do you guys do that at all? Yeah, we get asked that a lot, as you can imagine. The, the challenge of it is the white label nature of what we do. So right. it's with like one client, you know, not this, yeah, so you know. And this is the same reason, like if you guys look us up, we, we rarely ask agencies for reviews out of respect to the arrangement, you know, just us being behind the scenes. So, um, but we try to do everything we can. I mean, we'll, we'll send screenshots with things blurred out of like, you know, average cost per lead we can expect in a certain market on Facebook nice. or, you know, rank reports of things we've achieved on SEO. So we, we do everything we can. It's, it's not like fully built out case studies as some would maybe hope, but it's just solely due to the fact that we're trying to protect our partners and their results. Yeah, and that makes sense, right? If, if agency A sold the account and you guys delivered it, if you're there saying, hey, we did this work for agency A and claiming that and letting all your white label providers claim that success, that takes away from, from agency A's like client you know, win, which is their win, not, you know, I like the fact, I, I think that's congruent. And I always say too, if it's a new agency interested in our services, we'll make case studies from your clients. So work with us and you will have case studies. So just, like you know, it. give us, give us a month and let us do our thing. And, and those are the best case studies you can have when they're your own, right? <laughs> You're actually your client and you kind of took them through the journey of struggling to where they are today. And um, you guys help orchestrate that. I, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, let's talk a little bit about TikTok because I know this is, this is a service that's coming up on the market. You've mentioned it a few times. Like what's the unique angle with TikTok and kind of, is it working and what markets is it working best? Yeah, sure. So it's, you know, it, it was the number one most downloaded app of 2021. I've been mentioning that a lot when I get asked about it. It's, it's, uh, so it's big. It's, I mean, more people downloaded TikTok last year than Facebook and Instagram. Now, many already have Facebook and Instagram, but still, uh, point being, it's a very popular platform right now. Um, and it's, it's very similar to Facebook. So, you know, for all the reasons you would consider running Facebook ads, you should consider running TikTok ads, you know, in the sense that it's typically the same, you know, if we're not talking retarget or anything like that, it's the same stage of the funnel. You know, it's upper funnel. It's people unlike Google who aren't searching for you. And uh, you're just trying to get in front of the right audiences. So, you know, for any reason, like I said, you'd want to run Facebook, you'd want to run TikTok. It's also very similar to Facebook in a lot of ways behind the scenes, which makes it, you know, pretty scalable to kind of, or scalable to build out if you're familiar with Facebook or comfortable selling it in Facebook's processes. 
the platform, you know, when you were to log into TikTok ads, it's almost identical to Facebook ads. It's almost like how Microsoft ads is with, with Google, where they've basically cloned it. Um, so same kind of look and feel, a lot of the same terminology. Um, results we've seen on TikTok be better in a lot of ways than Google because as big as TikTok is already is and is becoming, it's still not as big as, as Facebook and Instagram. And so there's less competition on, on TikTok. We're seeing lower CPMs on TikTok. So, you know, you can acquire impressions and clicks and leads typically at a lower cost than you would expect on Facebook because it's not as saturated yet. Um, the only caveats we've seen with TikTok, and I would expect this to change, um, would be right now the most granular you can target from a location standpoint is by DMA which mm. some don't like, which I understand. You can't you know, get to that five mile radius around right. the office, for instance. Right. And it used to, and you used to not even be able to target by DMA. So it used to just be by state was as granular as you were able to be. DMAs were rolled out in 2021. So I, that, you know, I'm sure TikTok wants to be able to provide people more granular location targeting. So I would expect that will continue, that will come. Um, things we're doing to combat that in the meantime are just making sure that the video creative, which tip by the way, TikTok's exclusively video. All video. Um, yep. Yeah, on the TikTok, yeah, the native platform. Um, just making sure the video and then the copy that is shown with the video uh, that it qualifies and speaks to the specific audience. So if you're running ads in, like, say, the Miami DMA or whatever the DMA would be down there in Florida in that area, you better make sure that it's speaking to that audience. If you're a dentist on a street corner in Miami, you know, you're not going to pull someone from Fort Lauderdale probably to come get dental work. So that's what we've been doing. It's been working well. Um, yeah. Just really speaking, calling out that audience in the video, like in the yeah. text in the video. So like, and, you know, Kendall, Kendall, you know, Kendall homeowners or whatever, and you can speak to them. And, and that way it's, it's hitting everybody, but it's drawing the attention of the right prospect. Yeah. And we like, just like we do on Facebook and like we recommend that on Facebook is a general rule anyway, but on TikTok, there's more, you know, more uh, value in it. I would say just given, given the limitations of the DMA, the only other thought high level would be um, just the fact that it is getting so much bigger. And, you know, it's one of those things if I'm an agency and I'm offering Facebook ads and I'm equipped to, and uh, that I would want to be, I don't want to say early on because the TikTok didn't come out yesterday, but it's just one of those things I would start to have conversations with your clients about it because you're only, I think you're only gonna be hearing more about it. And if you don't say anything about it to them about it, then, and this goes, you know, this is, this is even true with like SEO and other, any, if you're an agency, any service you're not offering that you want to offer or feel equipped to be able to offer, I would be having a conversation because if you don't with these core things too, and not to get off on a tangent, but like SEO, if you're not offering that or Google ads, pretty much every local business needs it. So if you're not bringing it up, somebody else probably is, or they're already working with somebody else on it. So TikTok, I would get out in front of. The other thing with TikTok as a final note is it makes you look progressive. So given it is kind of the new, new kid on the block compared to Google and Facebook, if you're having these conversations with your client, they're thinking to themselves, wow, okay, you know, my agency partner, they're with it. You know, they know what's going on in the marketing world. They know this is a growing platform. Um, so, and that, you know, that bodes well too. You don't want, you never want your client to think you're archaic or, you know, you only know one thing. So... I think that's a great point. You know, like, like the number one reason a client's going to leave is perceived indifference. Second to that is they feel like you're not seeing a vision that's going to take them to where they want to go. And everybody wants to feel like the agency that they're paying a monthly fee to is staying on this, this, the cutting edge and know what's happening with trends and can bring new ideas and initiatives to the table. Um, and so, like you just said, like if you're not the agency bringing that up, hey, by the way, TikTok is hot. We're finding lower cost per click and lower cost per lead. Let's run some campaigns over here. 
and the kid across the street or the big agency downtown sends them an email about TikTok specifically and starts to highlight the features and the benefits, um, you look like you, you're not paying attention, right? And you don't care. You're not, you're not being on top of the ball. So I think that's a great point and something to pay close attention to. Um, one last thing on, on TikTok, just curious, what industries are you finding the most success with or what verticals would you say TikTok plays the best in right now? Um, I would say just the stuff that we would see on Facebook typically, like the, just the local service stuff, you know, also too, and I, I know many probably in, in your group, Josh, aren't necessarily in this realm, but like e-commerce works well because you can, you know, just the, the nature of the video creative, you have a neat, pro we do a fair amount of e-commerce as well. Uh, if you have a neat product or something, you know, it, it lends itself well to kind of demonstration. The, uh, yeah. And then also the ability to, you know, go viral and for a lot of people to see it. Um, but yeah, at a local level, like a service level, like, you know, David mentioned like chiropractors, um, dentists or like home services, you know, all of the, all of the typical run of the mill stuff that works on Facebook. Good stuff. Hey, put TikTok in the comments here. If you got some good insights on TikTok and like, maybe you're thinking about this in a way you hadn't prior. Um, Antonio Castillo, great to see. I see your question. He says he came on late and is just asking if you guys have a minimum number of clients. I know the answer, but if you could just answer it for, for the sake of Antonio. Yeah, so five, but we we allow some ways around that. So meaning like it's typically five services instead of like, so if you only have three unique clients, say, but they each do more than one service, like you could do two SEO, two Google ads and one Facebook, we would count that as five. So it's really a five service minimum, not necessarily a five unique client minimum. We also have some that are, we try to help the brand new agencies too, you know? And so some we've had to do this, that they only have, they may only have one or two clients, one or two services, but they'll pay our price of five with the, not that they're going to probably do that forever, but the goal is that they'll be able to add some clients in the first month or two to be able to get up to, for that to make more sense for them. So um, two ways around that minimum there. Got it. I think, you know, the bottom line is you want to work with, you know, established agencies that are actually going to sell more than one client ever, right? And so you put those barometers in place to make sure it's a qualified agency um, that's going to be worth your energy to get them set, get them up, set up and be a good long-term fit. Yeah, because our, our Dave, go ahead. I was just going to say, just to clarify on that, you know, like, because we get asked, you know, why do you guys have this minimum? Like Josh just said, you know, we only want to work with established agencies. But the other reason is that it's not that we don't want to discriminate against somebody who has one or two clients, but we integrate so deeply via Slack and you get me, Eric, our leadership team and all of our specialists. And we've actually let people in before because I'm like, oh, I know you through this group or I know you somehow and we let them in. And next thing you know, we're losing money because, you know, we have one ad account for, you know, $2.99 a month or something. And our team has spent seven hours answering that agency owner's questions because they're so hyper-focused on their one ad account. Um, that's why too, because we make money only at scale, you know, on the low end, we integrate so deeply, we just can't afford to, to spend all that time for just one client, unfortunately. But, um, and we also do want the established agencies that are growing because um, that just fits our model better. Yeah, make, makes a ton of sense. Antonio says, thank you. Guys, if you have questions while we're still live, put them in the, in the chat here. That way we can, we can try and answer them for you. Um, for the agencies that are interested in learning more about your white label services or you know, help with promoting their own agencies with, with you know, Facebook ads and, and SEO, what's the best place for them to connect with you guys and learn more about your services? Yeah. So we're in the group, obviously, um, David and I are both in there. So, you know, we're on Facebook, you know, direct message there, our website's agencyelevation.com, um, which there's not really a, you kind of have to go through our pricing page and there's a contact form that can allow you to schedule a call. So it's really like a free strategy call where we, you know, we get on and just kind of go through what you're doing, what you're trying to accomplish, how we think we can help. 
Um, so yeah, either of those ways would be the primary means. Can you talk at all about your pricing model or, or is that something they kind of need to look at, you know, need to go through a consultation with you to learn more about that? Yeah. So we, this is maybe some of a rarity. We try to keep up with what others are doing, but um, we, it's right on our website. You don't even have to, you don't have to fill out a form to see it. We're really transparent. It's, you know, cut and dry. There it is. Um, we, like David mentioned on the SEO side, we do offer customization there. So we show a three ninety nine a month. That's a that's for local SEO. It assumes one one GMB or Google business profiles. It's now known. Um, we would charge more for each additional, but SEO can SEO can mean a lot of things. Is that you know everybody knows very broad term. So we can do custom packages that are maybe just GMB work or just link building work or just on page work. Um, and then the ads pricing is shown on the website as well. And uh, it gets cheaper as you scale. You know, obviously we work with a lot of bigger agencies, so they're up in those higher tiers. Some of them even on custom rates and aren't shown on the website if they have over 75 accounts. Um, so yeah, should all be there. No setup fees, no rent, nothing weird that's not shown. Um, I'd say an only, the only caveat on the ad pricing would be it assumes a focused setup, which is to, like that pricing assumes like a campaign or two, like focused around a service. Um, if you have 10 campaigns or 50 campaigns, you're spending a million a month, we can help you, but which wouldn't be able to be for the price shown there. Um, so yeah. Awesome. So that's great, guys. I mean, if you're curious about how much it would cost to have these guys fulfill for you, just go to the Agency Elevation website, hit the pricing page, nothing hidden. You know, don't have to jump through 90 hoops. You can see what they would charge and see if that would work with you economically. Uh, or even just based like this is, this is going to be our price you know, that we have to mark up to go out and, uh, and use these guys to fulfill. Yeah. And one, one final comment on the pricing, I always say I would like when you hire us, just think of it too. Like if, you know, if you use us for a Facebook ad account or, or five of them, I should say, um, you're not just, we talk about this a bunch, but you're not just getting the Facebook spec. Like if you think to yourself, well, I could hire internally, right. And pay a little less. It's not one for one. Like if you hire, you know, a, a freelancer or something to run your Facebook ads. Yeah. You have that person. And if you hire us, you have the person literally running the ads, but it's all of that weight behind the person running the ads that you're getting with us as well. It's almost like a, you know, a built-in mini marketing department in a sense, you know, like David and I don't go away. We're in Slack, as David mentioned, um, our leadership teams in Slack, there's a lot of hands on deck. So it's not comparable to hiring a person in house at all. It's comparable you're getting to the strategy. You guys work with hundreds yeah. of agencies and you've got thousands of, you know, thousands of campaigns that you've run. You've got the, the management of the, the group, you got the different departments where you've got creative, you've got copy, you've got ad strategy. Um, so it's not, yeah, you can't compare that to, I could hire someone full time or I could go hire someone on Upwork. One person versus a, an organization like this just doesn't compare. Right. Love it. So let's just shift gears. I know we're getting close to, to kind of our hour mark here, but I'd love to hear a little bit about some, you know, some of the lessons learned. You know, you guys have scaled a multiple seven figure agency. Um, you, obviously, you've got team. It sounds like mostly U.S. based. What, what are some of the lessons that you've learned along the way in hiring, firing, training, keeping people on tasks so that you can keep a high quality deliverable for your clients? It's a tough one. Um, it's a good question. So we're 100% USA based, which I think has helped in the sense that the communication and things like that. Half the team is mostly here in Wisconsin with me, and the other half's mostly in Pennsylvania with Eric. Um, so I actually see, you know, our teammates, team members pretty often, um, we're all remote, but we all go to the same gym. We all do jujitsu. It seems like, you know, or somebody's the wife of somebody that does jujitsu or whatever it is. <clears throat> um, that struggle has been different in its own path because 
the hiring right now is difficult in the in the market right now in the US, right? So yeah. the economy is kind of weird. There's this job situation. It's, it's really strange. For us, you know, hiring people that were in our network that we know has been proven to be um, a, a huge asset to our company because these people are loyal to me, right? So if I hire somebody who goes to our my, my brother's gym or they do MMA or their wife, you know, we hire their wife because they saw we needed somebody and we train them and they do this. <clears throat> we find that that level of loyalty and work ethic, given that we're in like the same circle, has truly been a benefit, right? We don't just have people that we hire off the street and they're gone in three weeks. We have like zero turnover in our company, which has helped dramatically. And I know that for some, that's not the case, right? Like they're struggling to hire, keep and retain employees. So I would try to, you know, try to hire people in your network. You'd be shocked how many people you might know in your network that, um, you know, have skills and assets that you can employ. I think the big thing for us is documenting processes and really defining the role of a job and then taking plates, you know, taking hats off your plate, basically, um, to get out of working in the agency. Like that's been our struggle, right? Like as we scale, we've, we've grown really fast. Um, and that, that broke things along the way, like things have broken. Um, this process broke that we, oh, wow, we don't have a person for that. We have to hire somebody for this. We need to cut out this service that we do because this thing is just killing us. We're actually losing money on it. Um, so I think the biggest thing that I can advocate for is to put processes in place, hire sooner rather than later, and focus on selling and growing your agency and scaling. Don't get mired in like the conversion rate of this landing page for this client. Like let somebody on your team handle that. Because I will say of all the successful agency owners that we see scale, they're not in the day-to-day -day of what's going on in an ad account or an SEO campaign or this ranking dropped two spots and they're in here now bugging us. Um, let somebody else on your team handle that, right? Like I'm sure for you, Josh, um, you're not going through Google ads accounts every day, looking at click-through rates and wondering why this ad group isn't doing better here, there, whatever. It's a right. waste of your time and it's a waste of any agency owner's time. You need to be focused on selling and, um, and scaling your agency. And I think that's one thing that we can help do great is we can help fulfill so that you can try to spend more time on, on that part of it. Um, but I would just say hire sooner rather than later is the biggest thing I can say from our experiences um, in scaling so far. I love it. Great, great insights there, guys. Give us a one in the comments or a like if you're getting value. These guys have built a multiple seven-figure agency and they're sharing some great insights here. Um, you know, you guys work with several hundred, I don't know, you work with a lot of agencies. Do you see any trends in the ones that wind up really being successful and the ones that feel like they just kind of stagnate at the same place for a long period of time? Yeah, I mean, like David said, um, just being aggressive on, you know, revenue generating activities, focusing on sales, um, I would say to having, and again, not to contradict an earlier statement I made, but if assuming you have the client, you have clients that are able to support you offering multiple services, like not super small budget stuff where you have to, again, you know, as I said before, consider opportunity costs and such. But if you have clients that, that have budgets to be able to do some different things, being able to offer more services, you know, David gave an example earlier in the call of an agency that we started work with years ago that only did Facebook ads and it's grown tremendously. Um, not only does adding other services obviously increase your revenue, but it diversifies you as well. I mean, Facebook has been as volatile as ever this last year, iOS 14 and all kinds of other things. So, you know, if you're an agency only doing that, Facebook ads, for example, or anything, SEO, Google ads, um, you want to make sure you're diversifying your offering. That's been something we've seen for the agencies that have stood the test of time. This goes for any business on earth, probably really, but, um, 
not having a million products or services, but just making sure that you're offering pros and cons, right? You offer one thing, you can be the best. That's the idea of the niche model. Um, but from a service standpoint, just if you're able to try to diversify a little bit away, because you know your growth can can uh, can really skyrocket when you're layering on these services that your client. If, again, if it's a dentist, for example, they need SEO and Google Ads, whether they realize it or not, it's another story. But they need it, so why aren't you selling it? Um, and then I would say too, focusing on just a couple other quick things, focusing on results. Everybody says that. What we've seen with our best agencies is that doesn't just mean how many leads did you get. What's your CPL? It does, that's not what it is. So the best agencies, they're actually proving the ROI. They're connecting the dots. So again, just on this dentist example, if they get a lead for the dentist, did the lead become a patient? And what is the average lifetime value of that patient? What is the ROI of the marketing efforts? Not how many leads did I get? Not what is my cost per lead? It's better than nothing. But businesses will pay you until the end of time if, they, if you can prove to them that you're making them more money. And I think that's just, you know, perhaps obvious, but we see so many agencies that don't report that way or worse. They're just saying, you know, here are your clicks and your impressions and your ad is showing up, you know, who cares, right? Like they need to know they're making more money. So, uh, that, and then, uh, oh, I think the other th the last thing would just be, and there's a million things. I think the last big thing though, to share would be just try as you can with not stretching yourself too thin, not over committing, but making sure that you're going a little deeper than just, you know, run of the mill running ads for the client. You know, the agencies we see, they're the biggest and, have, and not, you know, that grew to the biggest. They're the ones who are, are going deep, not only on the ROI side, ROI side and calculating that, but, you know, like making sure that, you know, everybody's using high level, it seems like today, but making sure you're doing that right. You know, making sure, you know, some of our clients, they'll what they call secret shop their clients. So like a lead comes in. And they'll, they'll, you know, they'll submit the lead and then they'll make sure that their client is actually following up with that lead. Like, are they calling the lead within a few minutes or are they saying they are? So just kind of that full scale, you know, not just running the ads and doing the SEO, but the training, you know, our best agencies are going in and they're training these teams. Like, you know, who answers the phone at the chiropractor's office when a lead comes in? Do they know what to say? So, because, you know, also too, we talk about diversification, but you know, you're really commoditized if you're just selling Facebook leads to somebody. But if you're, you know, and also too, if you're doing X, Y, and Z in addition and really deeply integrating into the business, it also helps you because say there's, you know, this happens, say there's a slow month or two for Facebook ads. Leads aren't coming in. They're not converting. They're not, you're not on the chopping block because they're not only, they're not just viewing you as a lead provider. So I think that, you know, those would probably be three of the, off the top of my head, biggest insights to share. Yeah, I think some powerful insights there. A couple of things that really stood out, right? Focusing on business development, right? Figuring out how to get your systems, procedures work in place so that you can, as the owner, focus on business development. Either finding a great white label provider like you guys or having your team so that you're not in the minutia of the delivery. Um, diversifying your service offering, not just doing SEO, not just doing Facebook ads, but really looking at the blended results you can bring to the client base. It, it results in more revenue that you can generate, but it also makes you more sticky, right? If you're just doing that one service, you know, listen, like you said, Facebook ad, ads don't perform that month, all of a sudden they're out. But if you had the website, maybe you had the SEO, you had the pay-per-click, you're a lot more sticky within that client relationship. Um, and then just being more strategic with what you do, not just like bread and butter, like, oh, we're going to do the website SEO pay-per-click and call it a day, but thinking innovatively about how you can really bridge the gap between what you're doing and actual revenue for the business, whether that's training the office staff, whether that's helping them track better, 
Um, great insights here from both of you guys. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, lots of good comments, by the way, here in the com in, in the group. Leon says, great content. Cade says, this is awesome. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Mike Murphy says, for PPC and ads, do you guys require minimum ad spend for the clients? And that's a good question. To No, no on ad spend. So no minimum on our part. Um, now, like, just note, like TikTok has a $20 a day minimum, which works out to about 600 a month. But I mean, Google ads, Facebook. So no, I would just say if we can help, another thing we can help advise on, of course, you want to make sure the budget's the budget is sufficient. Like if you're, if your client's a PI attorney on Google, like it, it you want to spend, like you want to spend a hundred bucks a month. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that work. Um, no minimum, but if, if you have, yeah, if you have a, a budget in mind that we think will be prohibitive to success in a reasonable period of time, uh, we'll let you know. I want to share one last thing, Josh, in the last, because it's a, I think it's a great way to end this in terms of awesome. things we see. I think that's one of the biggest value adds we have is not only doing the work, but working with us is just all of these multi-million dollar year, you know, Inc. 5,000 type agencies we work with is seeing all these things, what's working, what's not. Um, the other thing would be not of trying to avoid to the best of your ability, signing up desperate clients. Now mm. they can be attractive because they're the easiest to sign up. So, but the problem, like you don't, you know, if you're signing up a dentist, you want to make sure the dentist's dinner doesn't depend on your ability to provide them Facebook leads. So, you know, I always say to try to find businesses that are already successful. Now, granted, they can be harder to close. I realize that because perhaps they don't perceive a need for marketing because they already do a lot of business or they're already successful or what have you. So not necessarily try to sign up the best dentist in town. I mean, if you can get them, do it. But you just want to watch the businesses that are really desperate because they it, it just there's it, there, it rarely works out because, again, you can't afford a slow month. And they're also going to drive you completely, utterly insane, most likely. <laughs> um if their dinner depends on your ability to drive them a lead. So try to find those businesses that are already legit to some degree. And they all, they just, they also won't judge you as critically, right? Like if you can just provide them some supplementary sales, that's usually the healthiest thing. And obviously hopefully that turns into a giant thing where you're crushing it for them, but you don't want You do not want them to be dependent on you in the beginning. So good. Your client selection will make or break you, right? If you choose to work with the desperate one-man operator, the person that's going to put this service on their credit card and forego their car payment or their house payment, that is a dead end that's going to lead to frustration, churn clients, probably you know, chargebacks. Deal with the more successful clients, the ones that have the financial resources, uh, make your life easier, and you can have a bigger impact for those. So uh, Eric, I'm glad you said that and kind of brought that back to the four client selection you get to choose who you work with or don't will make or break the, the long-term success of your agency. Um, I think that's a great, a great point to end on guys. This has been tremendous. Congratulations on your growth and success. Congratulations on the great work that you're doing with agencies across the country. Thanks for taking the time to come on and, and share. Um, again, if, so, if, if some agency wants to learn more about you guys, they want to connect with you guys. It sounds like look, you guys open the Facebook group. You're open to take personal messages and have some conversations or hit agencyelevation.com. Um, check out the pricing schedule of one-to-one. Any other thoughts on how, how best they can engage with your services? I think that's the best, you know, just through the website or, you know, send me or Eric a DM on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, wherever you see us at. Um, we're here to help and happy to have conversations. So absolutely. And thank you so much for having us, Josh. We really appreciate um, being able to be on here. It's an honor for us. Excellent. So I know I didn't ask the last question. Maybe, you know, um, Eric already, already had it his, but if you had one last piece of wisdom to drop on that agency owner that's 
just crying to get to the next level, uh, what would that be? Follow the seven figure agency model. Um, I will say this, just one quick thing, you know, we're, we are in a lot of mastermind groups. So there's a lot of agency training programs. Josh's by far is the best hands down the best. Um, he's teaching you how to sell on value and to build an actual sustainable long-term agency. Um, Eric and I, we see it all. We work with a ton of agencies from other groups, and I can assure you that this is by far the best group. So just follow it. His recipe here is proven. Um, there's so many agencies in here that are doing, you know, seven figures that I saw just a few years ago, were doing 15 K a month that are now doing seven figures. Um, phenomenal, uh, life-changing, just follow this training and I promise you'll have success. And um, we can help you fulfill um, on the way there, but follow the training. That's what I can say. Awesome, man. Hey, thanks for saying that. I, I appreciate it. Honored to have you guys as part of the Seven Figure Agency and kind of be part of your continued growth and success. Um, check these guys out, Agency Elevation. Send them a personal message. Uh, we will end it there. Be sure to tag these guys in the group. Thank them for coming on. Thank them for sharing. And be sure to congratulate them on their on their seven-figure, multiple seven-figure success. We'll talk to you guys later. Thanks. Thanks, guys.